Welcome to Two Takes on the Pod. I'm Osai, and on this podcast, I take on themes exploring culture, society, and humanity from the viewpoint of Africans home and abroad. On this episode, I have a few good friends joining the show. More on them in the near future, but for now, here are the names. Ayo, who's an old friend from my time in Malaysia, we reconnected here in Toronto. And Mira and Tola, I've known these ladies since I moved to Canada over 10 years ago. Damn, that makes me feel old. Anyway, over the next series of episodes, we'll be exploring what I'm sure the title has given away by now, Nigeria's 2023 elections. Yes, the elections are happening, and I had to acknowledge what might be the most consequential elections of my adult life. Yeah, maybe that's a little dramatic, but it definitely feels like that. Okay, some background. We're in the 24th year of Nigeria's Fourth Republic. For those who don't understand, Nigeria is on its fourth attempt at being a democracy, and this is our longest run. For me, that means I'm old enough to see the results of 24 years of no coup or military dictators. The National Electoral Commission is hereby dissolved. All former secretaries to federal ministries are to hand over to their director generals until ministers are appointed. The two political parties are hereby dissolved. All processions, political meetings, and which I must say is a win. The problem is that 24 years hasn't amounted to much. 15 years of the People's Democratic Party and 8 years of the All Progressive Congress. And in that time, the quality of life has not significantly improved. Some would argue things are worse. That's why young Nigerians are leaving the country in droves. It's also hard to really know what the candidates stand on because the parties and the candidates do not have any clear ideologies that truly sets them apart. So what can we expect from the major candidates in the People's Democratic Party, the All Progressive Congress, the Labour Party, the New Nigeria People's Party, and the rest? Yeah, there's 18 of them. We can expect that the major parties have the resources and the tenure to wrestle for power. That's pretty standard. We expect them to compete by any means necessary, no matter how nefarious. We expect them to make a case for the common person. Ah, that's a good one. But how much can they really relate? How much have they shown to even care? These tactics, in my opinion, shouldn't be effective, but over two decades of national elections has taught us the exact opposite. This election, however, people seem to be feeling a little, what's the word? Obedience. On this episode, with that little backstory in mind, we asked whether a third-party candidate like Peter Obi or any of the other 18 candidates can leverage the support of the people, their political party, their relationships, and their own resources to win the presidency. I should add that this is a casually informative conversation. We do not have all the data. You have Steers Nigeria for that. And we don't have all the political analysis. You have Arise and Channel TV for that. That being said, we are concerned voters challenging our beliefs, our bias, and the current political dynamics we are faced with. And hopefully, you're doing the same. Enjoy the show. Front. Front or funny? Front. The people's front. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that your fun fact? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> it really <laughs> is, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. Anyway. <laughs>
I'm curious, Margot, what do you think about just the the current environment? Like, do you think it's set up for a third party candidate to have a chance here? Um, I think if there was any time for a third party candidate to be, um, what's the word, considered, it will definitely be now. And here's why I think so. Um, Nigeria has gone through a lot in the, with the in the hands of the two um, presidential, sorry, in the hands of the two political parties um, for the past 24 years, like you mentioned. First of all, with PDP and then APC. PDP did a little bit better in that economy-wise and insecurity-wise, it wasn't quite so terrible, even though, you know. Um, so, and now, <laughs> APC is going to leave Nigeria in a state. And by that, I mean, I mean, first of all, Buhari is leaving us with 77 children, Naira death when he came in. Sheesh. When he came in with 12 children. When he went when he came in, it was at 12 children. When Buhari came in, um, the exchange rate was around 186 to 199 Naira to a dollar. He's living and it's you know, is aiming for a thousand, you know, um, Naira to a dollar. Mm-hmm. Um insecurity has spread. Because before it was mostly um, centered in the north, especially like northeast. But now, I mean, there was the case of the Owa case. Kidnappings have become more rampant. Even in Lagos, people have reported, you know, attempted kidnappings and whatnot. So I think in general, and then if you talk to the common man, you talk about things like the price of egg, price of yam, price of... We can talk about all those things later mm-hmm. on. But the point is, at this point, people are really tired and frustrated and fed up. And I feel like things like the NSARS movements really highlighted how, looking for a politically correct word to use, how not great <laughs> our government is right. and how much they don't care about their people. Right. And so I think that we're ready. I would say how far they are willing to go <laughs> to, to deal with their people, I think, is, yeah, no. is, is, is kind of the new line. We thought that was something we left in the military. No, era, no, 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 no. Good. Thank you, because after NSARS, yeah, there was the, the Twitter ban, and it was because the president told us that he would deal with us in language that we understand. Right. When the democracy, what language do we understand? Right. <laughs> Freedom of speech. Making Freedom of speech. <laughs> making references to a genocide. Like, dude, yeah, come you on. know what I mean? So I, I, I really strongly hope that everybody believes that it's time high level right without you getting into any details what do you think um what do you think maybe a third party candidate would need to be able to make a dent in this election like what would you say that the three or four key things um okay money 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 because (laughs) so because the rules of um the rules of the elections in nigeria high level Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sorry okay infrastructure money and um, a good, um, sorry, like a likability, as in you have to actually be liked by people. Because if people don't like you, trust me, yeah, they won't even want to. They would, they would just not be interested. Especially Nigerians, Nigerians, you can be great, yeah, know, but you have to come with vibes. Yeah, if you don't, as in trust me, like they will not, they won't send you. So I think those are the three things I would say. That interesting. Aya, what about you? Um, I think I'm a little bit on. Marabas side in terms of kind of third party win, I think possibly Nigeria definitely needs a third party to win, or at least a party that is different from the norm to win. Um, can they win? Yes, but it requires a lot of effort. 
what do you um, think that is what it looks like? Like, high like financially, I think mm-hmm. needs there needs to be a lot of that. There needs to be a lot of um, education on on not just the political parties, but on on the people as well. Um, to be able to understand why and who they're voting for, and not okay. just the the general. Um, so that it doesn't get turned into a, pol- a popularity contest. But it's it, not what democracy is. Isn't that what democracy is? Yeah, it's kind of a popularity it, contest. In, in, in essence, yes, right? But like you're, you're not voting for, you're, you, there's meaning behind what you're voting right. for. You're not voting for your interests, right? Is, I think is what, are you trying to Oh, no, you're not voting for the. Well, you're not voting for your interests or you're voting for the perfect person. I don't, I think right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because there, there are a lot of like, the U.S. election, the most recent one in the U.S., right. in essence, right, turns out to be a little bit of political, okay, I'm picking the guy that I like the most, right? Um, but they, underneath that, there's a lot of your political ideology and what you believe and, and what you think you're suffering from and what you think the person can fix for you, right? Mm-hmm. So for, for Nigeria is that, yeah, you want to pick the, the person that you think is, is um, flamboyant, or, or charismatic, I should right. say. Would you say that as Nigerians, we like to pick the person who we think will win? <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? In a, in, a, in a way that, like, I don't know if everybody else... I don't... Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It's just, <laughs> that is human nature. Do we just like to pick a winner? You know? Yeah, I think... there's a part of that. Too, yeah. Right? Yeah, I think in, in essence, we, we like winners. Like, in, in all, all culture. Right. Whether it's Nigeria right. or yeah, outside. Yeah, right. we, we definitely like winners. But for Nigeria specifically, we like people that we think are we like wealthy people, right? And so we we vote with that in mind, or like we we like powerful people, I should right. say, right? right? Yeah. So we we would lean towards that power as a as an element of these people are for me so because you see yourself in them so are you saying that we would lean towards that power against our own self-interest and our like understanding a, of it too okay. that this is the education part that you were talking yeah about, right? okay so for you it's mainly finance and education right we, i think those are the two for a main third main. party to win yeah like, yes right. I, I yeah right and i think the education is kind of like branding i think i'll put that in there as well in terms of like they need to be known at the very least, even if they are even if they are funded and you educate them on how they can help you. But I think educating the, the voter on on who this candidate is, I think all part, plays a part into that. I yeah, because I think there are, there are many levels to the education piece, right? right it can right. be subgrouped into so many different areas. Okay, which we'll explore in a bit. So yeah. finance and education for you. I remember you were finance, um, infrastructure. Did you have something um, else? Likeability. Unlikeability. But okay, I wanted which to touch. Ties into that. Yeah, I wanted to touch on... Um, well, I I was point about education because in Nigeria, the um, the the on the ballot boxes it's the party symbol that's there. So even if you know a candidate, you need to know what party the candidate belongs to. Right. Because if not, you can end up voting for the <laughs> for the, the wrong, wrong party. party. Oh, the because rest. it's a party thing. Yeah. Okay. Um. Before, real quick, before we get to Tola, <laughs> you guys see that, like, you know, you know the way, like, Okupe got kicked out as the chairman, yeah. and um, the Labour Party party chairman, chairman president yeah. and everything. So they picked a new, I, I can't remember his name now, um, but <laughs> they said that he accidentally, 
quote unquote, accidentally sign up for the Zenith Labour Party, not mm. the actual Labour Party. Oh my <laughs> so God! Making that a thing, and then um, I think the the campaign spokesperson basically said, "Hey, look, like the LP was a coalition of a bunch of parties, and mm. so with this movement, it's a, it's a coalition movement, it's not a party." I'm like, "Okay, bro." But Tola, I'm curious. Uh, what what are your thoughts on just the idea of a third party candidate winning and whether or not like there is you know, if that's possible. Yeah. Well, I think a third party candidate can win mm-hmm. majorly because of timing, right? I feel like the time is right. Like if this was um twenty fifteen, I'd say no completely. But based on all the things that have happened over the past like tenure of Buhari we've seen um from NSAS to everything else that has happened, the timing is just perfect for a third party candidate to win and everything in life is about timing right that's true so um chief ob is at the right place at the I said, sorry chief <laughs> peter ob <laughs> i don't know why i keep doing that oh, peter ob is at the right place at the right time right 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 party right place um right age um good history i'll say good decent history yeah um right so i believe that a third party candidate could win an election this time around so you think that Timing, history. Yes. Um, and what was the other thing that would be on the side? So would you say timing and history are the two key things? Yes. What about funding? Everybody's been talking about financing. Right. I, I definitely agree. Yeah. Yes. I think that, 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 that goes without saying, I'll say. Because, like, with finance, I mean, actually, that's, no, that's this levels. Um, because, like, with finance, like, you know, fortunately, the political class, people that we end up typically voting for are always from, from that. Like, they always are from either historic family that have a lot of money or they've made a lot of money, self-made people, right? Like, quite often, it's not <laughs> self-made, whether you stole the money or not. <laughs> <laughs> They're not self-made. They were put in there. <laughs> but, but, but you understand what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, you know, we seem to keep picking from a specific political class, mm-hmm. right? So that, that would lead me to the first thing, right? Like, when we think about, okay, what is the determining factor? My my determining factor, by the way, is like whether they have the public support. So that's like the thing. Um, my other thing was uh, political relationships. So just in terms of how they're navigating, I think that plays into the party and, and we'll get into that a little bit more. And yeah. then for me, it's um, the in, uh, influence. So personal and party influence in the sense of, it's the reason why we are looking at a third party candidate and we're like, hmm. Can, do you have the hands? Because we know PDP and APC have proven to have the hands. They've been able to maintain their position for multiple elections. What we don't know is whether the Labour Party can do that. So those are like the key things. I- yeah, let me just add. So for me, finances also has an element of coalition, right? And then, okay. and the coalition part is all of the different political parties have an understanding that if we need to... Um, have some form of influence Mm -hmm. then we need to also band together right because that's also how apc was created and for me in order for there to be a third party candidate or someone outside of norm it has it will come out from an establishment but then it requires financial support as well as a coalition from all of these different parties realizing that we we need to all band together against Again, so it's almost like a repeat of 2015 or 2013 stroke towards 2015, right? Speaking of coalitions, do you know what um, 
Drop your fuck. I know. You guys are supposed to be surprised. Well, yeah, yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, we're actually going to be surprised. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> we don't know what it is. Music. Okay, speaking of coalitions, right? Do you guys um do you guys know what Atiku Abubakar, Tinubu, Kwankwaso, uh, Tony Anine, and who else? Anini. Tony Anini. And Umar Yaradwa. No, not Umar. Shew Yaradwa. Have in contact with each other. Nadeko? Or no? Having oh, contact with each other. Was before that. Having common with each other. It's only that. I know that's in the book. And I think Anini was also in Nadeko. I'm yeah. not sure about the others. But yeah. uh, I think Kwankaso wasn't particularly involved in Serbo. Atiku was. Yeah. Um, so what? What's they're all tied to um, the People's Front Party, right? So after, like... Um, so after Obasanjo was in power and they were now transition trying to transition into oh no actually no Obasanjo left and then Buhari did his thing. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, Buhari came and did his thing Recession. for for like what four or five years? Eight, no, 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 no. It was like a year, months. yeah, like a year. Uh, Buhari was in had her state for long. Right, then who who took over after? Babangida, right? Yes. yes. Babangida was for like yeah, yeah, seven it years. A, a successive coup, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh so around nineteen eighty nine, right? Um they were trying to get back Babangida the special on, on Babangida to transition back to a civilian government. And uh Shu Yardwa, who was um the Head of you know military staff and all of that in under uh, Obasanjo and also he was basically was very popular in you know government right. Um, he set up a new party and that new party was really what also ended up pushing and becoming Nadeko, uh -huh. right. So I just I was just looking through as I was digging around. I was like, wait, Yardua, this like these guys were all in this party together at one point, right? And it's like and this was like in like this was over thirty years ago. And half of these people are still running. Like, Kwankwaso is still running. Atiku is still running. Tinubu is still running. Mm -hmm. It's, like, yep. insane to me. You know? But anyway. Yeah. It's it insane. Yes or no. Because they don't want to let go. And that's really what is, like, frustrating. Because right. see how long it has been since Atiku. You know, like, Atiku is older than Tinubu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know, realize that until I started looking into it. I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> this guy yeah. retired from it so to get into politics <laughs> he retired from his job in 1989 yes. at 43 <laughs> yeah. this guy has been so, so this is a new complete like this is a whole new different chapter of his life right. he already had two wives or three wives yeah. by the time he got into politics well, right. that's what you guys understand yeah. like how tenured this guy is. Yeah, because now he has four wives. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just flipped and he had, like, the fourth wife. I think yeah. he replaced the fourth wife. Or yeah, something yeah, like that. 30 or so children yeah, or like something. Yeah, like 27 or something. Yeah, insane, crazy. Right there. But anyway... Yeah. I, I and funny I, thing, after that, Atiku right. was also part of the people that helped to found... Atiku and Tinubu helped to found APC. Yes. Which is yes. so funny. Yes. yes, exactly. I find it ridiculous. <laughs> Peter Obi was once in APC. Right. As was um, Kwan Kwan So Right. So right. funny. And Peter Obi just left PDP to join the LP Labour Party which was just late last year, right? Or yeah, mid last year. Mid last year. Yeah, right. May, yeah. And then, yeah, um, he was so, Atiku's running mate, right? Right. And in, 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 the, in the election they lost in to, to yeah, Bahari. Yeah. Atiku's running mate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So just a little bit of history there for everybody. Um but I'm curious you guys like like uh, let's start with the with the parties first, right? Just to your uh, point Ayo. Like, you know, we know that PDP has is gonna uh, the way I think about it is that PDP is gonna have candidates at this, you know, at federal level, at the state level, at the every every level, really, right? Down to the local government area. They're gonna have people that have been there probably working for years. I don't know that the Labour Party has that. You know, I know PDP might have that. Is that critical when when I think about infrastructure, is that critical 
for Labour Party to have an imp- impact in the presidential election. Yeah, right. for me, hundred percent. Right, like I think, um, like when you think about the layouts of the, the different political parties, right? Like in my mind, there's really only two: there's PDP and APC, and everyone, everyone else is a distraction. Everyone else is how do we sort of get our leg into the political will, right? right. And how do we establish ourselves and like. Even for Peter B joining LP is really because he is aspiring to be president. Right. If he had the opportunity at PDP or at ABC, there. he would be there. Like there's no other reason for for him to do that. Like heck, he was a running mate to Atiku. At some point, they lost. He tried to be a a presidential candidate for PDP. He wasn't given the opportunity. The, the opportunity to do that. So why not take advantage of? of another party, right? Which is where the, the coalition comes in, is that can all of the um all of these different smaller parties, right, come together and realize that we we all have similar right. values and well they tried that with the NNPP in June or July yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. And that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder why. Well, because well, 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 both of them wanted to go, right? I think both of them, I think now, I think looking back, I think Kwan have definitely missed an opportunity. Yes, because but, elections in Nigeria, elections in Nigeria are turn by turn. Buhari is from the north. It's going to the south. Yeah. I don't even get the point of Atiku. Like, Atiku, for me, this was just a greedy move because you are not going to win. I mean, he's been in the game since 1989. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, this is not me a cycle. Like, just like, but, <laughs> you know, step aside or be back president again. I don't know if the constitution allows that, but like, man. Yeah. Step aside. Then when is when next? Then you can call my real. It's not next. I bet it's just. <laughs> but, but like, always you going guys, to try. Okay, our Dubai-based aspirants definitely going to make a return. Yes. 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 Dubai-based aspirants. Yeah. Okay. But I think it's all like, no one in politics knows when to step aside. Like, you, it's, it's the violent ticket by force, right? Like, you have to lose, um, a number of times or to even lose significantly for you to realize that it's time for me to buy out. And even then you always see yourself or you always see a lifeline. Right. Right. So like the idea that all of these older generations will just suddenly step aside. That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Look at Biden. Biden, Biden's been running for, yeah. for like practically 30 years. Yo. Like 40 plus years he has been in politics and that's, yeah. That's just the norm, right? Yeah. Even if you look at in, within the Senate and the House, it's the same thing. So Atiku is looking at Biden like, hey, look. We're running together. <laughs> yeah. I right. got a chance, you know? <laughs> okay, so like that, that begs the question to like all of you. So how many times do you think that Atiku needs to lose before he gets the message? Like, do you think that he's ever going to get the picture that it's not for him? That's no, not for us not. to decide. No. That's no, for him. No, it's not. He's not going to yeah. decide. No. What reason does he have to? He yeah. has the money. He has the resources. And he stands to gain a lot from being in power, even if he dies there. So what exactly is the reason for that? I'm sorry, take a look at his tagline. Same with Tinubu. It's my turn versus um, I, their uh, slogans. Both their slogans. Tinubu says it's my turn, yeah, right? Yeah, and then want. his, it's um, the audacity of something that. to do with like yeah. him being in there for a long time oh or something like God. that. Right? That's the re- part of the reason why Abbas and Joe says that like both these slogans... Are just so arrogant. They're, they're out, they're out of so place, arrogant. right? Exactly. Yeah, they're out of place. They're meant to be a servant. Like, yeah. Um, well, I, mean, like, I mean, relax. 
Yeah, it's civil service. It's Nigeria, yeah, exactly. No one, no one serves anybody. Yeah, yeah, it's civil service. You need to already made it big money. You know, you have to be an ogre before you can be a servant of the people. Right. So, like, so with that, they, they, there's an entitlement, right, to for for them wanting to to take on this leadership positions. Right. And so, it doesn't matter how many times they lose. Right. It like as far as they're concerned, Atiku. As far as he's concerned, he should have been president after Obasanjo. Right. And he's oh, never going to let that... Over, maybe before. Right. And he's he never... Nadeko, he was very involved. Yeah. In and he's never going to let that go. Right. Right. So when is PDP... Or when do you think PDP is going to be like, okay, we just be kind of like... It's not about that. Right? It's about... Okay. So this is the other thing, right? It's about bribing the delegates. <laughs> wow. He just said it. <laughs> yes. So it's like trying to figure out like... That's really what... Because you know what's so funny, right? Last year, they tried to pass a law so, so I, I don't know if you guys know this, but you know, random, you know, ridiculous fact. Um, I, uh, so with delegates, they can do ad hoc and they can do uh, shoot, um, forget the word now, but basically people that are already in positions of power. Yeah. So the president has a vote as delegate. The vice president has a vote. Um, senators have a vote. So um, they call that like uh, let me see if I can find the word. Um. Statutory delegates. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> so, yes. So, statutory delegates and ad hoc delegates, right? And the, the idea was the ad hoc delegates are people who are voted in for that specific purpose, right? And um, so, the, it's, it's, in, inter, it's created this debate, right? Because some people are saying, well, the more votes, the more delegates that you, uh, you have to court, the better your chances, right? Because, um, you know, there's just more po- um, options in the pie. Right versus um, the less delegates, then you kind of have to you know, those those it gives them a lot of power. The problem is with the statutory delegates; they are already people in position of power, right? So it kind of entrenches the environment with the same people that already have the power. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Who now? So now, like you know, if you're Tinubu, you just gonna pay everybody now. <laughs> it doesn't matter why they, whether they like you, they don't like you. You up the price and you pay everybody, and yeah, everybody starts okay. voting in your direction. I'm sorry, was there a number? <coughs> yeah, 25k dollars, 25,000. Is that for real? Is that, do we know yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're not going to find it anywhere. Right. Unofficially. Right. Unofficially. To so people in, to delegates. Um, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. To each delegate. Um, this person paid 10k, was it? Oh, Article. Was he? No, oh, was he, no, he did. Did he? Of course he paid them. Girl, please. <laughs> He's a man of God. Oh, okay. okay. Your words. Oh, he paid. They all paid. No, they didn't all pay, but they all paid. They all paid. Pastor Tunde Bakari sent bogus. Yeah, so. Text message. Sent bogus I'm sorry, what? He sent bogus SMS. I'm serious. Is that a joke? No, for real. He did say that he did that. He said he sent bogus SMS. To do what? To vote for him. To the delegates. And he got zero. Because no one was voting their conscience. I mean, <laughs> 25k SMS. I mean, which one would you I choose? Mean. Surprise, surprise. Oh no. You know, so so I guess my, my point with that was just like when we have the delegates, uh, we, we basically have people in power picking the next group of people in power. I just don't know if that is really like productive for the people. It's not, it's not yeah. Right? So, like, I guess my question is, right, with the Labour Party now, right, we know that they don't necessarily have the hands. Like, so I was looking at some data here, actually. Let me just see if I can pull that up. And my laptop doesn't embarrass me again. Um, 
Yeah, so all progressive Congress, right? At, at least as of right now, they have 66 out of 196 seats in the Senate, right? They have 224 out of 360 seats um, in the House of Reps. And they have 22 out of 36 for governors. And in state assembly, they have 598 out of 991. So in every metric, they are performing significantly better than PDP. Like it's not even close. Yeah. But it basically seems like APC has two thirds, PDP has one third, and everybody's sharing zero points, one percent or something. Right. That's that's essentially what it looks like. You know, Labour Party does not even crack this list. Well, they're they're not there. Yeah. Like yeah. they don't. I think they only have one seat. They're not in there. Yeah. And then I was looking yeah, through. I, I don't yeah. know if you guys had a chance to just look through for some of the candidates as well. I didn't get too deep, but I just look at presidential. Obviously, presidential. You know what it is with uh, with states, and I, I looked at Senate because those are people who will be voting, and there's not a lot of seats there for the Labour Party as well. So there's going to be a lot. You know, yeah, they're, 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 I saw an Amber, which I guess makes sense, <laughs> right? That's where Peter Obi is from. Yeah. For those who don't know, um, so. So I've seen that, right? So I'm just looking at the situation. Like one, like, you know, when people are going to the local government areas or the police stations in, you know, this, you know, this ward or that ward, what, what like, what does Labour Party have to answer that? You know what I mean? Because this is, you know, this is typically also how the rigging is done, right? Um, <laughs> unfortunately. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, when I think infrastructure, that's what I think, like, can there's there's a lot of volunteers, a lot of people that are excited to support Peter Albi. But are they going to Katsina to go and help mobilize people there? You know, are they going to Zampara? <laughs> Maybe well, not Zampara. We don't know. We don't Because there's a lot going on there. Um, <laughs> yeah. We don't know. We don't know. Well, yeah. I know. I, know. I was going to yeah. say we can't count that yeah. out, right? Like, we, we can't we can count. Because Peter is still going around, right? right? So we don't, and, and like you said, people are volunteering. So people are going around. People are doing the, like, door-to-door canvassing kind of thing, right? So it, from what I've, you know, on the Twitter sphere, what people are saying is like, yeah, in the rural, they know Peter will be, but they don't know Labour Party, right? Which is what's going to be the problem because apparently, in some of those places, Atiku is still using, sorry, PDP is using Peter Obi's image on the app posters. <laughs> are you serious? Yes. <laughs> so then, image, my, um, man, brilliant. That is so, that is so, so brilliant. That's genius. I was going to say that they should probably plaster the Labour Party's, um, emblem everywhere he doesn't physically have to go everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, do you understand right but he can plaster that image everywhere that's that's when i think infrastructure right that's, that's what his, i'm thinking yeah that's because, what i'm talking about like let's think about it right okay cool he's finessed his political relationships and everything he's gone to labor party there's still support that's great right people know him they love him great <laughs> right but at the end of the day we all know that even if they like you or they support you like um abiola was not just a guy that everybody loved and supported abiola was a rich rich dude who was friends with babangida among others right over, yeah. right so <laughs> oh really and even previously i guess mm-hmm. so my point is just like again the resources and the manpower is really what's going to be the game changer what i was hoping to see when i was working on this was to see if there was any sign of anybody kind of working or trying to do that and I'm not, I'm not, I've not come across it, right? So I think that's kind of one of the big red flags for me. Yeah, for sure. I think that was when a couple of my friends and I were discussing that today also about, um, because apparently, according to the law, each party has to have a polling agent at an agent at each polling unit, and right. there are so many polling units because in my estate alone, they're like yeah. more than five. Yeah, really. Yeah, my estate is not. It was, it was big, but it's not massive. So it's, yeah, I think they wanted to be like walking distance, and they added more because 
I don't know why, but they added more. Make it so, easier. Right? So yeah, let's make it easier, right? So it's a lot, right? It's a lot of manpower. And I know that for sure, like, first of all, for them, for a party to be considered a party in Nigeria, it has to have offices in every state. In two out of, uh, two out of three, uh, sorry. Uh, in every state. Is it in every state or is it like in 27 or two thirds of the states or something no, like that? No, in every state. Okay. Okay. No, no. I yeah, believe it's yeah. every state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my assumption is that the Labour Party has that. And that they qualify. are using yes to call it qualify right? right and so as in my assumption once again is that they are using their offices to get people that they they already have because I was just checking um some an article about so the deadline I never gave all parties a deadline of December thirty first or so to submit their list of polling agents and at that point of which the article was written. Labour Party have not submitted. They are still speaking English. I really <laughs> hope because this thing can actually make Peter Obi lose, and it can make all the people that vote for him like it, it can make the votes. What, what does that make him lose? Not lose, but it can it can it can make um. But crazy the avenue for for Reagan. for Reagan, right? Because there's a lack because of representative yeah, no, no, right there. Right. So it, right. Can, it can make him lose, and so it, it can make okay. people that vote in those kind of places right let like, be wasted, right? Right, right. And, or PDP can have you know the people there, and then they just and yeah, take that's that's that vote, right? Yeah, right. so that's my point, right? right. And so like, because I was talking to my friend, I was like, you know, yeah, obviously those are our worries about Labour Party, because I wonder why he chose Labour Party, like why not SDP, why not. Um, any other party why did he choose labor party specifically mm-hmm. right because i don't know he could have chosen nmpp i don't know well maybe not but well it seems like it seemed like and, I, and this i'm not very very sure of, right but it seemed like labor party apparently they had a lot of momentum after the nsars so a lot of people that were involved in organizing with nsars and i guess you know it's labor unions that kind of thing it seems like they gravitated to the labor party so that's something that came up as I was looking into this. That was that's a little interesting. There's a faction of the Labour Party that's not happy that Peter yeah, is there because yeah. they feel like he's an establishment candidate and he doesn't speak to the Labour Party because he's the elite, yeah. which he is, he right? Is. Um, mm-hmm. So, so that was, that was an interesting, interesting nugget as well. But yeah. I'm not, I'm not really particularly sure. Like, like his candidacy, right? Like he's gonna move to the to, to the Labour Party and he speaked there maybe because they did have some momentum. Does it matter? Like, is what other party would be better positioned to, um, you know, with the with the should they have gone to if it's not the Labour Party? I really, I really don't know. But that's the thing. Like, Labour Party to me was as unknown as SDP uh, and other parties. Yeah. I just, I just wonder why he chose right. Labour Party. Based on this information, he should have gone to the all um, APG. Abga, good because he's actually from Afghan. Afghan is an Anambra party, and he's the one yeah. that really made Afghan popular. So really? why didn't he just yes? Why didn't he just run with Afghan? That's interesting. Very good point. Thank so, you. See, there you so go. there must have been some pressure there because the reason why I said that because you're like the next on the line with yes. the number of seats in the yeah, Senate, good. House of Reps, and State Assembly. Yeah, like yeah, you got yeah. to my point. I think he should actually run with Afghan. So I I don't know why. Hey, maybe Labour Party might change those seats. You know, who knows. Yeah. That's so that means that people have to vote for the other elections because right. most people are only focused on presidential and gubernatorial and they don't think about the Senate and the House. Yeah, don't worry, guys. We'll, we'll get to that for you <laughs> <laughs> in another episode. Yes, another one. Don't touch the that. This guy. <laughs> yeah, but for me, I think you for someone at that level, you're really picking the one you, you, you would have to pick a party that you think has the best influence out of the rest right or the best momentum right yeah but like I, and i'm guessing with momentum comes that influence too right is mm-hmm. that like you would you would want to if you can have momentum and like within it there's no in, there's not enough influence to sustain it right and so you, it, right. it would plateau at some point right so you want to be able to to pick a party that 
there's enough from from the eyes of the people who can't see it, right? For us on the outside who don't really know what's going on, mm-hmm. um, you would want to, you would hope that some of, some of your decision making is okay. Who are the who are the leaders in this party, or who are the people I can also pull? Right. Because like historically, in terms of Nigerian political parties, it's all about mergers, right? They all come from each other, each other, and they all come from like the big one, right? So like APC, yes. Um, was formed in 2013, but it's it, a fraction of it is from the PDP. Right? And a lot of, exactly, and a lot of those um, people who Small wield power, right? So... Uh, it was functioning in those parties, because those parties, most of those parties still, still remain. Exist, yeah, yeah still exactly. Exist. So that's the other le- thing, too, is that we also have so many parties. Like, it's... It's just 18 now. It was, it was more than that. Yeah. It was more than that no, before. No, no, registered. Sorry for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they cut them because they're not retaining their status, right? You know, yeah. within it. So, but eighteen is still is a lot that I even from our main. Do we even want to call it three main two? As far as I'm concerned, anyway, it's PDP and APC. Yeah. Right. Everyone else is is not significant enough, right? Fair enough. You can't. I can I cannot really say what their political ideology is. Right. Yes, we have an idea of maybe where they where they stand, but no one really campaigns on their political ideology, right? right. They yeah. they all campaign on themselves. On themselves, all of these wild promises. Yeah, with, exactly. with, it's wild promises. Yeah. Without like an idea of how they want to actually accomplish those things. Because in me to me, they don't plan to accomplish those things. But they're just telling you what you want to hear. All of this is oh I'm gonna security lights. Like that that leads me to the next step. And that's the episode. If you guys have any thoughts you would like to share with me, you can write to me at two takes and a pod at gmail.com. That is two takes and a pod, all one word, at gmail.com. It might be easier to follow me on two takes and a pod on Instagram and TikTok. You can leave me a DM there. I'm looking forward to hearing your take, your feedback, you know, any thoughts on this topic, any thoughts on the topics you would like to hear in the future, let me know. Don't forget to support the show so you keep getting quality conversations like this one. Support my ministry. Give me five stars across the board and leave a like on your streaming platform of choice. And of course, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if there's a streaming platform that I'm not on that makes sense, give me a shout. We're going to get it there for you too. This has been Two Takes in the Pod, man. And thank you so much for listening. Peace.